This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Obviously, <laughs> positive news uh, this week on the kind of injury and illness front with, with Trent, uh, James Milner and Roberto Firmino all back training. Uh, what's the latest though as regards Thiago and, and when can you expect to have him available once again? That's all percent clear uh, when Thiago will be back. Uh, it's uh, uh, a muscle in the calf um, issue, obviously. So, yeah, I, I'm after international break, probably. It's not, um, I don't think there's anything earlier possible. So, we will have to see. Again, I suppose, how frustrating is that for him? And also, how frustrating a situation for Naby Keita at the minute? Because it just appears that he doesn't quite get a break. It, it, it appears it's a little bit stop-start for him once again as regards injuries. Yeah. Uh, nothing really serious, but keeps him out of the next game, for sure. Uh, and maybe a little bit longer, we have to see there as well. It's nothing, with Naby especially, it's nothing serious, but it's... Uh, obviously painful um, and we have to see um, how we can deal with that. But it's of course not not cool when the players say you had a um, good preseason, good play, a lot of games um, and now being out. But that happens throughout the season. Hopefully that when they come back, that's it now and they can play the rest of the season. It would be extremely helpful. Thank you, Vinny. We go to Andy from the Premier League. Morning, Jürgen. Um, just on the midweek game, I saw they've been dubbed Klopp's kids, the youngsters coming through. How impressed are you with these youngsters coming through the academy at the moment at Liverpool? Very, very. We had a, we had a great preseason, and lots of them were with us um, pretty much the whole time, some of them at least, um, some only for the first three weeks, but um, it gives you a massive um, insight in, 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 in their skill set, what they are doing, how they react in different situations. And uh, we have obviously the boys, the coaches and all the staff at, at the academy doing obviously a br- really a brilliant job. I know managers have to say that always because it sounds like it's appropriate to say, but they do a brilliant job. And um, there are loads of real talents um, coming up. And um, so now three of them um, had, a, had a go. Um, against Norwich and I think not only me not only I was impressed uh, everybody was impressed how well they did and um, especially the age group so Kate is 16 which is playing an adult football game you don't find now thousands of players who are ready to do that and um, then the other two boys with 18 playing as mature as they played that's really that's really good for us obviously and good for them and um, there's a lot to, to learn a lot to improve and a lot to come, but there's already a lot there and I'm really happy about that. And just one on Brentford, how, um, how refreshing an addition do you think they've been to the Premier League so far? Absolutely great. And um, I, I, I watched the, the press conference of um, Thomas Frank um, and it was like, uh, one of the most entertaining things I watched for the last few years. I will be honest, it's like half an hour um, talk about all the different players, all the uh, really, it was really good. And, um, and what I've maybe have to start with that the football that plays incredible. 
Um, the organization I have is incredible. So Thomas, obviously a brilliant job. Brentford is doing a brilliant job, how they recruit, how different they are, how much, how much they show that even with lesser money, it's really possible to, to, to create something really special. It reminds me a lot on the time at Mainz when I was there because um, we had no money. We had to be really creative on the transfer market and they, um, there's a massive difference between them. Uh, the money Brantford has in mindset at that time, but it's what it shows it's still possible. And um, so, I mean, I hear him talking, it's a nice situation. So like talking about, yeah, actually nobody expects us um, to get something from the game against Liverpool, but they have a chance. And yes, they have. Um, not only because it's football, no, because of the football they play. Um, that's an incredibly well-drilled football team. Um, and it's 3-5-2, what they play, or whatever they call it exactly. Uh, everybody knows what to do. Everybody's ready to make the extra yard um, together with the new stadium. He spoke about that in a press conference as well. So I saw the game against Arsenal. I saw them celebrating after the Arsenal game, which was absolutely great to see um, how much it meant to them. And we, we know what we have to expect there. So that will be is will be a uh, really a tough one. But rightly so, rightly so. That's football. And uh, we all have a chance and we all want to go for it. And they want to go for it for sure. But we obviously will, will have a go as well. It's just a really um, important game for us. And I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Jürgen. Best Thank luck you. the weekend. Thank you. Okay. Uh, James from Top Sport for one or two, depending. Yeah. Jürgen, you've only conceded one goal in the Premier League so far this season. What has been the key to that? Because the personnel and the makeup of your defence has changed already this season. Yeah, Ali in moments. <laughs> As you could just make brilliant saves. So it's not that then nobody shot on, on go ahead, shot on target against us. Uh, but yes, as, as a unit, we defended so far pretty well. We said it before the game, before the season. Nobody wanted to hear it, but we have three new players. We have from without buying them with Joel, um, Joe, and Virgil. Uh, we brought in Evo. Um, we had, yeah, we had already really you're right against. Um, the, I think Crystal Palace was no the, the last line we changed completely. They never played together before, so um, it's not about that. You need just to have a, a clear a clear defending attitude. That's what we have, what we had last year as well. And when you have then the players you can rely on um, immediately in the last line, then it's, it, it looks good. But last year, for example, when Reese um, and Nate played in last line, we defended really well. So it was just, we had needed time to adapt to that. So we had the time and this year we had time during the preseason to work on it. That's what you see now. That doesn't mean that we will have at match day 38 still only one goal conceded. Um, but it means we, 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 we are more stable in the moment. But that's what we need to be to be successful. And if you want to be successful, you have to be consistent. If you are consistent, that means that you defend well because you cannot fly every day and score an awful lot of goals. You have to defend, you have to grind out results from time to time. And that's what we did so far. And it's good, but only to start. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And on that note, what sort of challenge are you expecting from Brentford and the front two in particular, Tony and Mbumo, who seem to have a, a real chemistry up front? They have, and they have a, a, another striker, I think Cross, if I'm right, who scored four goals in midweek. Um, 
which is obviously a very exciting one as well. So it's just, again, it's just nice. So um, Benarama played there, Oli Watkins played there, I think together with Mbumu, and um, now they found um, last year the next one with Ivan. Uh, and I have to say, chapeau. Really, it's it's not only them. They they really work as a unit extremely well, and um, giving players like like Ivan now the, the the trust and the faith, and you can see what 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 what's what you can get out of a player. So that's obviously the case because um, he was on the market, and not I'm not sure how many championship, nearly Premier League teams were going for him, but Brentford did. They sold two of the best strikers in the in the championship for sure. Now two two of the best strikers in the Premier League, um, and brought in the next one. So it's not about the problems you can have, it's about a solution you have. And that they had obviously a brilliant solution. And they, they I said, the whole team, the whole team, these three really tall guys in the in the center, um, in the center backs, then um, really speedy and fully committed wing backs, or the whole team defense, um, like it's the last game of their life. And that's really impressive, I have to say. It's really impressive and congratulations for that so far um the start they had um is good it was really good and i'm pretty sure they're not satisfied yet so um it will be an interesting game because two really lively high intense teams will face each other and um the team the home team um has the crowd in their back and we have to make sure that we can calm the atmosphere a little bit down for that only for that day because apart from that I'm completely fine that they have the best um, season of their lives because I really like what they do. And the final two questions of the open section before we go to open Carl from BBC Merseyside. If we could have the hands up from the uh, daily guys now, I'll get a few in. Um, but uh, Carl from the BBC to conclude this part. Hi Jürgen. Hi Carl. Um, on Taki Minamino, he struggled against the fit into the team in his first year. Do you think that loan at Southampton has really helped him to get to the pace of football and has given him confidence? And we are seeing the benefits of that now. Everything helped Taki. Taki is really an, an outstanding, outstanding talent. So but it's uh, you come from Asia, you go to Salzburg, you come from Salzburg, you go to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool not in the best phase of our lives. It's not that we were flying all the time. So it is obviously um, it was part of um, or came in here when it, everything was difficult. We had no supporters in the stadium, all that stuff. And then you need to get used to the Premier League. That's how it is. And yes, it helped massively that he, that he went to Southampton. Of course, he came back and was a completely different player. You can see that now. His finishes are really incredible in the moment. How he how he connects the game, how he drops in the right moment is a different different package now. And that's really was really helpful. And players need time. We just don't give them often enough. That's a, that's the problem. Um, he used that time, so that's good. And seven of your goals have been scored from corners already this season. Do set pieces take on extra importance when it is harder to take break down the opposition at times? No, that more importance was always very important. It was always very important. You just, if it doesn't work out, you don't know exactly why it does. Here an inch, there an inch, lack of conviction that you really, the, the cross is not right, the runs are not right, the little things, but they are not obvious mistakes. You think, okay, what's going wrong? So then you have to change uh, a few details and then you can go again. So I think two years ago, we were out, we were exceptional, we set pieces. Last year, we didn't have that exactly like that, especially when we needed it, we didn't have it. But I think, remember it, I think two years ago in the, in the start of the season, Set pieces helped us as well massively. We always work on it. Pete Gravitz um, and and the analysts are really really creative there. But without we had to get 
and to get it settled a little bit, like being not too creative that nobody knows anymore which routine we use. Um, so, but we have now we have now a nice basis uh, which we use from time to time. But obviously, when the big guns are then back, uh, when Verge, um, Joel, Joe, and our Ibu, when they can be a threat in the box, that helps obviously. When the right takers are out there, um, then it helps as well. So. Um, it's good, but it was absolutely necessary. So, um, but it's not that we started working on set pieces this preseason. We work actually all the time on them, and you just don't see that always, like we don't see it always. In a moment, we have a good moment. Long may it continue. Thank you. Uh, just notice, I think we've got, is it Mark Walker on from the Press Association who I should have gone to? Mark, if you'd like to ask your question now, because we then go to the breakout uh, for Jürgen, sorry. Hello, thank you. Good morning, Jürgen. Hi, Mark. Hi, safe standings going to return to the Premier League for approved clubs from January. And I just wondered, uh, could you give me your views on that, on what that would bring to the Premier League? Because your former club had one of the most spectacular standing areas, Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, look, it's um, when you're in Germany, we. we, we... <laughs> There were, I think, a few discussions in the past that people thought, okay, we, we might have to change a little bit, that we cannot have like 27,000 people on one stand, these kind of things. But I think that the reason why in England, by, by, uh, the Premier League changed it, there were good reasons. Um, and things had to be reconsidered. Um, and so now after uh, quite a long time, I think it's a good moment to start thinking about how can we get back to where we were. When, um, because football, in football, it's really about atmosphere. Um, we all know that, and not only since this season, we know it. Um, and the better, the more people in the stadium, the better the atmosphere is, the more people are in the right position, the better the atmosphere is. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that, um, I don't know it actually, but um, I'm pretty sure on the COP, the people stand most of the time anyway. <laughs> um, but um, it's just good that we talk about it again, that we that we might reintroduce it again, that we give it, really test it again. Um, and I'm pretty sure the people are now responsible enough to 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 do it the right way. And especially the the stadiums are completely different to the time um, when it's really um, sad, sad um, things happen. The, the, the just construction is different. All these kind of things. So. I think I, I like it. I like the idea, um, but especially I, I'm really excited about how how much better could the atmosphere be at Anfield if we have safe standing. Um, <laughs> really, I, I would be really surprised if it could be even better. But I'm open for that. So let's see. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.